Hey there, and welcome to the Noble Ruins podcast. And if you're joining us today, I just want to say thank you for taking the time and making the effort to listen to this podcast. And the topic of discussion today is the continuum of mental health or the spectrum of mental health. Um, Mental health is a, is a pretty trendy and catchy word nowadays. It has been for a couple of years, but oftentimes I've found that people kind of misunderstand exactly what does it mean to have a mental health diagnosis or what does it mean to suffer from mental health. And so we're going to explore those things today on the podcast. If you made it past the introduction, then you are probably curious to see where this topic is going. Um, For myself, I have found over the years of working and talking with people, there's a stigma that exists consciously or subconsciously about this topic. Typically thought of as a taboo in many circles or something that just doesn't need to be addressed, the topic of mental health has often been swept under the rug of ignorance or fear and reserved only for the entertainment industry to drastically distort. Often our conceptualizations of individuals who suffer from a mental health diagnosis come from those sources of entertainment. Many individuals are unwilling to acknowledge the fact that they themselves have had mental health issues and or know of someone close to them that has suffered or presently suffers from it. We unintentionally, I believe, allow ourselves to propagate the myth that mental health problems don't impact me and really are not that common. To allow allow ourselves to continue in that ignorance is to turn a blind eye to a very significant part of life. And it's significant because mental health impacts everyone at varying levels, sorry, um, and is very common. Believe it or not, one in five Americans have experienced a mental health issue. One in 10 young people have experienced a period of major depression. One in 25 Americans have lived with a serious mental health illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or major depression. Now, there are many more myths about mental health that we could continue to debunk, and maybe I will in a future episode, but we will leave it at that for now and move on to how would we define mental health. I think it's important whenever you're having a discussion on any topic to kind of always begin with a definition because it lays the foundation and the framework from which we can both operate and understand the topic that we're discussing. So this definition that I'm going to provide you about mental health comes from mentalhealth.gov and they define it this way. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. I like that definition because it speaks to the interconnectedness of how we function as humans across our lifespan. You cannot listen to that definition and then believe that mental health does not include you because it does. It's not a matter of if if mental health will impact you at some point, but when will it impact you? And that's why we are discussing the idea of mental health spectrums or the continuum of mental health today. Simply put, when when we say that, what we are talking about is what is the range that mental health falls along? 
The answer to that question is pretty simple, although <laughs> there's nuances and depth to it, but I think we can answer it fairly simply by stating that mental health runs from normal functioning to problematic symptoms. As a licensed professional counselor, I look for problematic symptoms in my clients. And as I'm doing that, I'm referencing the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the fifth edition, or what is commonly referred to as the DSM-5. That reference guide, the DSM-5, is, is really the manual for understanding problematic symptoms. However, you need to realize that it's always in a state of change as we better understand research and understand psychology. Um, the more research that's done, the more experiences that we log and, and, and learn from helps to further develop how we understand problem, problematic behaviors and mental health in general. Um, so by understanding that range, working from normal to problematic, I, I'm sure you understand kind of what normal symptoms are because they're normal. That's probably what you have been living with. But what is the best way to understand problematic symptoms? Well, each category and disorder that the DSM-5 lists will have a unique set of symptoms that accompany a disorder. Likewise, depending on the disorder, there may be levels of severity that can be assigned to it. However, there is one criterion that is often repeated that is a good starting place when thinking about your own mental health. It states, the symptoms cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. Now that is a good starting point, but not the total picture. Some individuals have learned workarounds to their issues that gives the appearance that they are functioning within a normal range, but they're really not. However, when you dig a little below the surface with those individuals, you discover that things are not as healthy as they appear. That is where trained professionals can help to tease out if something is clinically significant and if it needs to be addressed. The concept is similar to going to the doctor. You might think things are fine, and they might be, but the doctor may have a concern about the quality of future functioning if an issue is not properly corrected. The same is true of mental health. As humans, we will function mentally and physically at varying levels. Professionals enter the picture when we want the quality of that functioning to be as high as it possibly can be or when we know that things are not right. So we're looking for quality of functioning. You know, we, we, we function at varying le various levels, as I stated, you know, whether it's physically or mentally, but we want the absolute best functioning that we can have. And so that's where professionals enter the picture. What are the factors that can impact mental health? Well, there are a lot, and this list I'm about to read you is not a complete list, but at least it will give you some ideas of things that can impact mental health. The first is biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry. You know, we have inherited a certain set of DNA from our parents, and like it or not, there are certain things within that DNA structure that cause you to be more prone to certain things than other things. Like we're not all the same. Some people are more prone towards diabetes and hypertension than other people. And maybe some people are more prone towards other diseases that other people are not. And the same is true with mental health. Within your hardwiring that you have received from your family, your genetic composition, you are more susceptible to certain things than other people are and vice versa. 
So biological factors are one of the first things that we can think about as factors that impact our mental health. Likewise, life experience such as trauma or abuse, that can greatly impact our mental health. So along with those biological factors and life experiences is the idea of family history. So what is your family history? When you look back into your family, are there certain issues that seem to be consistently present within your family tree? If there are, there is a high likelihood that you could potentially suffer from those things and they can be warning signs to you uh, for, for the possibility of needing to deal with them. Likewise, stress can be a major factor in um, impacting your mental health and the list could go, go on and on and on, but we'll stop there. So how does this, how does this practically apply to you? Well, I think with an increased awareness of mental health and what it is, there are some really positive repercussions that can impact your life. First, I believe that with an increased awareness should bring an increased compassion and empathy for those you know who suffer from mental health issues or those you may come into contact with who suffer from mental health issues. Likewise, if you're an individual who suffers from mental health issues, I think that should provide you with some compassion and empathy for yourself because the reality is there is a large demographic in America that suffers from these things. Second, I believe it should encourage you to think about and look into your own mental health um, well-being. Are you functioning well? Great. Could you function better? Maybe. Are you functioning in a range that is problematic? Maybe. But maybe you need to seek out a licensed professional counselor to explore these areas. Third, it provides a framework from which to learn more about mental health. If, if nothing less than just an exposure to mental health and what it is, you know, it provides you somewhat of a foundation and a basis moving forward to better explore and educate yourself on what is mental health and how could it potentially impact me. Well, we'll call it quits there for today. Um, I want to keep these podcasts short and sweet and there is a ton of things that we could get into concerning this idea of the spectrums of mental health or the continuum of mental health and just mental health in general we could talk for hours and hours and hours about it but i i hope that this podcast was informative i hope that you learned something from it and i hope that you'll give me your comments your feedback and the things that you would like to discuss more in the future have a great day and we'll see you later